0: To go in on this one. Y'all ready for it? Ah, 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 let's go. Perfect, perfect. Coming in so hard on the beat like Bow while Corn Rolls, wanna be Mike, Laced up to the top, i to take flight. Meet me at the rim. <laughs> yes, I like, keep it going. Yeah, I'm flowing like a prophet. I am chosen to fix this world that is broken. Here's a lesson better noted. We all try to be civil. civil. Hashtag shut up and dribble. dribble. Pledge allegiance to the flag while they emptied out the mag. Take a knee for the, for the politics. Got him on the knees, now just suck it. Whoa, no homo. Don't choke, get it right, Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah, that was kinda raw, wasn't it? Finesse words all day for the fun of it. Nowadays, no one cares, cause this man can't say and get away with sh- no punishment. Ah, but don't sit well with me. I lost change, but it's still incomplete. Gotta be more radical than Malcolm. Except out all possible outcomes. Trump's barking, school's marksmen. got wall fires that's sparking. Can't forget kids are starving, but they the only folks marching. How much longer Will this linger? Stacking problems like jinga issues piss life with stingers and i'm two fingers everybody welcome back to another episode of the two fingers podcast we have a special feature for you all today something that i've been looking forward to for a little while now uh as some of you guys know we are i'm a family guy with you know many overlooking families and whatnot. And with me today, of course, is my co-host, my sister, Saran. And for the first time in podcast history, the queen herself, the queen bee, my mother, she has finally come on and participated in an episode with us. So we're really excited with that. And last but not least, I have, you know, some extended family. I have two younger sisters that have decided to join us in on this conversation today. All right. With me is Taylor Thrasher Walker and Erica Michael, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Hey,
2: Hey, now, hi.
0: Awesome. So as you can see, this is nothing but black beauty, black excellence. I love of a lot of young black women. My mother going on 35, just beautiful black women in the show today. So we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk, kind of grow, speak on some things I have. Again, you know, the different age brackets and stuff are here just to discuss different perspectives and point of views today. So you won't be hearing too much from me today. I'll just pretty much be emceeing and setting the table and I'll let these lovely ladies uh, do all the talking and carry the show for me, all right? So with some of you guys have read the episode today, you know, uh, this is a big topic pretty much amongst societies and communities nowadays and especially amongst our community, the black community for sure. But I figured, you know, seeing that the black woman has a lot of things that are tailored towards her and, you know, taken from her and, you know, discriminated against and have a lot of disadvantages against them in the world, yet they always find a way to strive and reach way past excellence. You know, I figured we'd talk about this today. So who wants to take the first crack at, you know, their ideas or their perspective on what appropriate appropriation means to them? I think, actually, hold on, I'll help y'all out. Um, since my mother's joining, you know, she's the she's the rock of the of the household, mom, what is your perspective of appropriation to you?
1: Well, since you've given me this opportunity, first and foremost, I guess I'll take a step, you know, back a few generations. Uh, we've often talked about how um, in our culture, appropriation has happened. Uh, we can go all the way back, and I'm going to use an example myself. I'm going to take like a person like a little Richie. You know, he's always claimed that he started a lot of the rock and roll and et cetera, and uh, he's also claimed that oftentimes, uh, Little Richard himself, being black, of course, I'm sure you all know that, but just in case, um, it was often said that another white person and you know might have stolen his moves, his sound. Um, And then they became rich off of that. So I will I will go with the cultural one right now and talk and, you know, just, you know, focus on that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's that's a good start. Um, Way to open it up. Definitely a good history lesson Um, for some of you guys who don't know. Please look into Little Richard, a legend at his craft as well. Um, Since we have a fellow co-host, Saran, go ahead. You're familiar with the mic on this show. What's your take on this?
3: Um, I think a general definition of appropriation would be just basically taking one culture's like looks or sound as my mom was saying with music and kind of gaining more following or like more clout from it when it's in an in the original setting like for example we'll do Like braids, Black women in braids. You know, usually it's a lot of negativity that comes with Black girls with braids and like the workplace, the Crown Act, all that. But then we have like Kim Kardashian and then we'll wear braids and all of a sudden it's like, oh, so stylish, so chic. So it's kind of just like, it's a negative connotation when it's on the original creator, but Mm -hmm. then someone with more clout or different skin tone different just that's more of the like american beauty standard i would say does it and then it all of a sudden it's like oh this new hot thing and it's like we've been doing that it's kind of crazy so that's kind of what appropriation is
0: okay I all like, right i agree
4: with saran right. and, i'm sorry yeah i agree with saran like my idea of what appropriation is kind of very similar to hers. like using another um like race culture i would say like using another like racist culture and gaining, like she said, clout or like monet or it being monetized. Like, for example, mm-hmm. with the shea moisture, um, ads. So basically they're like a natural hairline. And for a long time, it was a lot of like 4C users and just people with tighter textures and things like that. But then they'll use somebody who's like, has wavy hair or like Hispanic mm-hmm. to support their, um, their business when really the real customers are you know the black girls with the tight curly hair and that type of thing so just like it's kind of I don't it's hard for me to say stealing because you never know people's true intention I think that's where it goes in with like the line Mm -hmm. between appreciation and appropriation but Mm -hmm. using like other cultures things and gaining from it it's just it's just really hard with intention to know
0: for sure for sure Eric you got anything to add to that
2: yeah, going off of what Taylor just said, I was literally thinking like appropriation to me um, can be either a positive or a negative thing, but like positively would it go along the lines of appreciation? Like I, I believe it all goes with like, if the person knows the history behind what they are appropriating. And mm-hmm. not trying to claim to be like the original, like
4: yeah. um, showing right. appreciation and showing like a, res- a respect for, you know, this is not my culture. I did get this from this, but I do like it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think to me, what I think on that, and I'll kind of give you guys a definition that I've kind of leaned on and found and you guys actually kind of tapped around it, but, you know, appreciating is, you know, understanding. Erica, you hit it on the nail, right? Like understanding the history, you know, the community, the connection, learning more about what goes on in that, Cultural aspect, whereas you know appropriation is more of of an individual or a person's choice to be influenced by you know popular media. Saran, so, you talked on Kim Kardashian, right? So like it's being influenced by those um, you see on media and stuff like that, and whether that's for you know clout or monetary gain, you know that's how you kind of kind of differentiate those. So with that in mind, so we got a little bit of understanding of the appropriation. So how do we so, how do we differentiate and start to look at things more as an appreciative mo- mindset?
1: Well, as they, the girls were saying, it's all tying into itself. As they say, okay, we've always—I'm going to try to hit each one. We've always appreciated um, our corn rolls or the way we've done our hair. Uh, we've always appreciated our products that we've used on our hair as well. We've always appreciated our music. That we've done whether it be dance or whether um, whatever it is we've always had an appreciation for all of those things across our culture because it, it kind of seems uh, well like I said I was kind of sticking to the cultural part of it so we've always appreciated all the different things that we've named here tonight and um, so that's the appreciation for it from the beginning and which is why I'm pretty sure it's always appropriated because it's something that has been appreciated, but not necessarily always, as they said, recognized in, in a positive manner. <clears throat> but we've always appreciated, or that 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 particular culture, I believe.
0: Yeah. Anyone else got a an idea on you know, appreciating?
4: I, th- I think it's just hard because you know. It just like the history of America versus like what we want America to be so it just kind of depends on like how you look at it because it's like we should all be you know we're the mixing pot so it's like we should all be sharing cultures and like Mm -hmm. if you if you want to you know not take but if you want to like take on the style of someone else or like do your hair a certain way it's really nobody's business how you decide to do that and I feel like It shouldn't be like such a huge deal I guess the only problem is is when they try to say like they're the originate like I created cornrows like with the Kardashians like Kylie Jenner was the first person to do cornrows like girl no you (laughs) weren't like you know (laughs) what I mean but I think it's okay for if the white girl wants to have purple braids in her hair then if she gets more love that's okay that's society but I don't think she's necessarily doing something wrong you know what I mean
0: so yeah that's a good point so i guess my next thing on to that you talking about the melting pot has the idea of appropriation kind of shifted to solely a black thing like can and i think this is where you know the word appropriation is huge especially here in america as as we as black people seem to throw that word out because we 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 believe that we that everyone appropriated or stole something from us um and historically that's true but is it only a black thing or do you know black people and other races still from other races do they do things like that
2: it's not uh, just a black thing yeah it's, it's not, not definitely um, not because um for example um i just learned about this the other day there's a difference between hair sticks and chopsticks so like mm. um, like asian culture and even with chinese slippers i grew up getting chinese slippers at the local beauty support uh supply store and wore those all the time but coming from the outside in it may seem like i'm appropriating i guess the chinese culture but it was just something i grew up with and going to get them at the store because i thought they were cute and i got every pair to match my outfits so it's not just a black thing
0: definitely yeah i think that was pretty cool that you hit on that because you know taylor for you um you know tyler is huge on anime and kimonos right like he
4: yes yeah
0: lives that life and anyone who could walk out and Tyler's her brother, by the way, and for the listeners listening, um, but anyone to see him walk out the house and he, if he was to go to, you know, an atmosphere of people who wear kimonos and watch anime, they'd be like, oh, this guy's just, he's just doing this. But do you think that other cultures are a little bit more accepting of other people using their things than black people? Or do you think they well, I... feel just as, you know, fueled as we do?
4: I... well I think like uh, oh sorry um, you were asking Taylor yes sorry oh I think like especially with the kimono thing and just anime culture in general like it goes back to what I was saying about understanding I am appreciating like this culture like with Tyler he likes anime he appreciates like you know the Japanese Korean whatever you know animation so he likes to wear that type of stuff but it goes back to oh I'm the first person to rock kimonos like this or this is my swag this is my style and not knowing like this came from this region this culture you know type thing and yeah but I don't know if I feel like other cultures feel it the exact same way we do just because I don't know if they've gotten the hate to the same extent as black people have
3: I was you know what I mean because I was like, I think the difference, sorry, Taylor, but I had to jump on that with you right there. I think the difference is like, the things that Black culture, that are getting taken from Black culture, on Black people, it's viewed negatively. But like, when you see an Asian person with their um, hair sticks and like, uh, nobody like, it's not a negative, like they can't, it's not like they can't go to work with that hairstyle. Like that's not part of the crown act or like, with their kimonos on, it's not viewed as like black people wearing like baggy outfits. But now it's called streetwear. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. like the appropriation in the black culture is more viewed negatively in society. So that's why it's like mm-hmm. now it's cool when you do it, but when I do it, I'm ghetto. Like it's mm-hmm. that type of thing.
0: And I think and I think, I think, I think one of the, go ahead, Taylor.
4: I think that even goes back to a lot of people will bring up well black women wear weaves and things like that. But when our hair was natural for a long time, that stopped opportunities. It's like Mm -hmm. we were forced to almost, I don't want to say conform, but to change so that we could live, so that we could get ahead and do things. For a lot of um, other cultures, that's not the problem. They're they're not faced with that. They're not going to not get this interview, not get that job, not get this opportunity or not be treated fairly because of, their look in particular. I mean, some yes, but not to the extent I feel as someone who's Black.
1: But I believe you're correct in using the word conform because you're absolutely right. That is what had to happen uh, most often. Like uh, you, I think I heard Saran say something about the Crown Act. Mm-hmm. Well, why did they have to put that in place? Why couldn't I just walk in with my Afro or mm-hmm. with my really, really 4C-type curls? No. I and and as you stated I wasn't going to get that position unless I permed my hair and it was straight and it looked more to what they viewed as social acceptance. Mm-hmm. So that's you you all are definitely right in uh, how 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 things have shaped how these two words have shaped our being. You know, and this like I said I think that's why I said I wanted to kind of step back into the generations because you guys just hit on everything that had gone on from back then. We had to conform. again, using as a culture, but there's definitely appreciation too, as far as like, I like that example that Erica used about the Chinese slipper. Those Chinese slippers were viewed as beautiful. Oh man, I can remember those all different colors and little flats, they were comfy for all, everything, and they were viewed as beautiful. The chopsticks in the hair when their hair is up and they're made up and their kimonos and their beautiful dress, that's considered beautiful. Without a doubt, no one had to put a something specific in place. There was no, oh, mm. we need this act to say that they can do this or they can wear that. No, it was just simply viewed as their beautiful culture that we're mm-hmm. having an opportunity to see.
0: So, Mom, speaking um, and you, you touched on generations. I kind of want to direct this kind of question towards you because, you know, you've you've seen a lot, you've traveled, you you have children of, you know, have grown up through the ages, as you've grown up yourself. So. For you, is it, it, when you look back through the generations and you view different job types and in different industries, you know, you were military and very high ranked, do certain jobs, you know, make you, is it is it uniform to be a certain way at certain jobs as it is now where it's a little bit more lenient where you can rock different crown and different hair? Or do you think certain industries, certain jobs actually remain the same throughout?
1: Well, no, I do think there's been a lot of change, as, you know, just stated from coming from, and speaking of, like, I'm not really that old, but yes, but definitely um, <laughs> Yes, from the time I did come in, there were some differences in uh, certain things in certain uniforms and the way it had to be worn, uh, a certain way your hair had to be um, worn. And I think pretty much uh, the hair still, some of the regulations may still stay, be the same, but there has been a change as to how you can wear your hair because I do know now, you know, we are wearing rolls in uniform. Um, the, the female mm-hmm. woman is wearing rolls in her, you know, military uniform. And as traveling around the world, I mean, yeah, there's, it's just a big difference, but we've come a long ways and things have changed a lot. And, and I will say for the good, because again, everything. Now we are coming into an appreciation
3: for a lot of,
0: so do you, so with the, I think one of the biggest things that deals with appropriation is media in a sense. Right. And at one point, I think one of the biggest things to, to speak on is the music industry, right. And hip hop and R and B culture is especially hip-hop is definitely probably transcended to not only different levels but different you know ethnicities where you know a lot of things are being influenced by you know afrobeat has hip-hop in it you know pop has some hip-hop in it you know like there's different people and that's reaching different mainstream audiences you know beyonce just dropped the album that's probably been i would say to me personally her most mainstream style album yeah to reach as many people as possible. Um, so with that being said, do you guys view, you know, when other ethnic ethnicities and other races want to start rapping and being involved in that area and want to kind of dress kind of the ways they see their favorite rappers, hip hop artists dressing, um, is that's that's kind of leaning more towards the idea of appreciation of the art, right?
4: I think so for sure. Like, especially if they feel like, that style or that you know way or their that swag embodies their personality the most. Like, we who are we to tell somebody what they connect with, especially when it comes to art and dressing and everything. If they want to be a rapper, they want to wear their hair in cornrows. They want to, you know, wear the urban or the streetwear or whatever because they feel they connect to that the most. Then I think that's for sure, like fine and appreciation. It really just goes back to what we were saying before don't act like you started it and know that like this did come from you know african americans and things like that but i feel like that's fine
2: yeah i agree with taylor because like music is the universal language so if that's how you're able to get other people around the world to connect with like something that i guess is deemed african american music then i feel like that is a good thing yeah
4: and i think it helps like people get more exposed to everything and
1: i don't know it bonds people
0: and i think that's actually kind of go ahead ma
1: definitely with the music um because like you just said and the well the young ladies just said that how it make people bond a way of communication because the music that is being played around the world most often and i'm just going to use this as another example they're singing songs and they're rapping in english and they don't necessarily speak the language at all Mm -hmm. so we you know so now that you have um the other like other cultures coming in now you you go as far as having other cultures coming in doing rap singing rap as well you know it's just not american they're coming in they're singing rap or whatever other songs and And as you stated how I've traveled, I've gone to some places definitely in Asia and I've listened to those folks sing and boy They sound most times often better than the artists themselves But they may not necessarily speak the language, but they're communicating to their fans and to their culture So yes, definitely a universal language and it's a great thing so um, I'm not sure that I feel like that's appropriation because I think more of appreciation because I think they're just appreciating the music and the sounds the beat how it makes them feel and how they communicate with with their culture and the rest of the world so to me that's a, a big appreciation because as Taylor said earlier they're not walking around saying hey I started this you know they might be the first group in their country per se that might have done it but you know they didn't start it and that's not what they're saying it's just a big appreciation
0: and i think that's pretty cool because a lot of times you know when you hear those first of all i i've heard those same whether you see it on youtube instagram TikTok, you know the people over in asia who sing a lot of times sound better than a lot of our choirs over here and it's, yeah. it's amazing how they're able to do things like that but a lot of times a lot of other countries say that's how they learn to speak english is you know listening to music like that and rap and you know some hip-hop artists have said when they've gone on tour that they were the reason they learned how to speak English. And so there's an appreciation there as well, but I guess to kind of go on to that. So how, what if there's like, you know, a lack of knowledge, right? Like what if your exposure to this in your country, right. And, you know, not many people know of it. And then you start utilizing that and whatnot. Is it still appropriation? Even though there's a lack of knowledge, you might not know it, you might have heard someone else do it but you you're thinking that you know you were slightly influenced but do you do you believe it's truly appropriation if it's like something you've heard once and you know put your own twang on it because in essence that's what what her what's her name kylie jenner thinks she's doing she's thinking she's putting her well we know she's not but in her in her mind she's thinking she's putting her own spin on the way she should look versus you know solely stealing from a black woman's look with the fuller lips and all the other stuff and her makeup products and stuff like that so i know it's not her but i'm speaking in examples of you know people in other countries who may not truly have access to what we have what if they just get a hint of it and think they're putting their own twist on it
4: i think it's kind of like plagiarism like okay (laughs) like no really it's kind of like plagiarism like i can't Co- I can copy and paste the sentence and change the Three words if I turn it into like safe assign, paraphrasing, you yep. still,
3: paraphrasing, Yeah
4: Yeah, if I paraphrase it I'm still it's still beep 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 You copied this so it's
2: just <laughs> like You can
4: <laughs> You know what I mean so it's like You can do that but still like you still I mean it is what it is
3: right. You can put your and own on like on Don't don't be Surprised when you get that Backlash of like Okay, well, or not even backlash, but when you when you get the chance because you were saying like, oh, they might not be knowledgeable. Okay, when somebody brings it to your attention. Don't act oblivious and like get defensive and kind of be like, No, I did this. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, go ahead. That's where like also appropriation appreciation like if you appreciate it, then You can be like oh i'm sorry like i didn't realize that's what i was doing then yes this is what my influence was but if it is brought to your knowledge and you still try to like defend yourself with the plagiarism then it's that's where it's like "Mm, problematic i kind of like the
1: key word influence which helps with okay i didn't necessarily uh, uh, you know appropriate this or take this from you i was just influenced by it and that, I think it goes back a lot. That's what we always hear oftentimes. Well, I was influenced by, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then I took, I made my own. So I, I kind of, I like that word. That was a very key word, influenced.
2: Can we ask questions? Cause I wanted to like. Yes. I surround something off of what she just said. Like you can't get defensive or like, like it's easy for you to like look up things. So I'm not trying to defend people like when this happens on social media. But a lot of times, like, let's say, for example, somebody starts wearing big hoop gold earrings that have like their name in it or something and they start wearing it and somebody goes, oh, you're appropriating my culture. And they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. But they're like, yeah, you could have easily Google searched that or whatever. But like, not saying that it's our responsibility to educate people, Mm -hmm. but like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it would be kind of like, easier for people to understand if we didn't come off on the defense right of way even though i know a lot of the times it's not our responsibility to be that for them but i do see a lot of people are very sensitive to approach when somebody says they're appropriating their culture just because we're automatically on the defense all the time but that's just like all the stuff we have to deal with on a daily basis though So it's like, do we have to kind of educate people on it? Or should we just be like, Google's free. You can Google why we are saying you're appropriating our culture.
3: Well, I think because if we want to be nitpicky about everything, then we really won't get anywhere. So like some stuff, like I would say somebody who did the hoop earring thing with the name in it may not truly have known it was an issue and maybe they saw it in the store and was like oh this is cute like I want to get them for myself and then think it would be that problematic I'm saying like when that does happen that when we educate them then she like the person should respond accordingly like they shouldn't get offended if we bring it up as like hey you know that's kind of not your thing to be doing you know what i mean
0: like i'm so to... but no i get that i get what you're saying but also I don't know because... to kind of slide back to erica's point like um and you saying, know okay. with, the, with the earrings or the necklace no what i'm saying is like with the earrings and necklace who and i'm when i say this who deemed this yours first you know what i'm saying i guess that's, that's where i'm also yeah. at too I mean, like that's also who, what i'm
3: asking yeah.
0: who, who said who said that was yours first so when we're talking about you know, understanding the culture and the history and the appropriations. There's some things that are blatantly yeah. owned by one group, but now those ones that are in that silver lining. Who who said you had that first?
1: Right, and, and like Taylor said like... before, who's to, who who's to tell someone what they can and cannot do or can't? Yeah, where can I mean, you know, who made you the police of the big hoop earrings? Yes, yeah, yeah, so. they wanna
4: wear it. I don't necessarily think that's appropriation. I think yeah. they're just doing their style. They like that style. Exactly. Like, but they wanna wear like I said, the purple braids, the big hoop earrings, they might look they might have some self-identity issues themselves. <laughs> like we might think that or they might look a little funny to us because, you know, like we know that it originated kind of like in our group, but I think it's fine. Like, do you girl? You wanna wear your nameplate? All right it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't take anything away from my culture. It doesn't do anything. Like Absolutely. like we were saying earlier, when we were given the definition of appropriation, I think it's only when it's like, like my example with the Shea Moisture, like you're kind of taking away from a group that this is for this group and you're monetizing it. You know what I mean? And getting like clout from it, not necessarily just expressing yourself through style and because I feel like a lot of times with style and with music and with art and things like that, there's a feeling that's attached to it, not necessarily like trying to be, I don't know,
0: yeah negative. So I, I guess on that and I this will be my last question to kinda kinda close you guys up on on the whole thing and we can be on this for a little bit, but is appropriation in a sense a form of stereotype or not quite racism, but, you know, teetering on that line of, like, a prejudice ideal. Y'all can chew on that. I know that was a, a question. Because in a sense, like, I guess, you know, we talk about, you know, Black people love fried chicken, and um, you know, like, back in the day, you know, chitlins were his idea, and, you know, deer sausage but you got out here you got some venison you know you're selling venison for whatever but you know out in the country that's just deer sausage and whatever like you just eat that normally but you go to a a high class place and it's venison so is that like appropriate in the culture or is it somewhat stereotypical like are we assuming that you know black people created fried chicken or was chicken being fried outside of us again like you know these are just like questions just to kind of have y'all thinking on it isn't it appreciative art you know
3: okay what was your go back to your original question <laughs> yeah <'cause> I, <laughs> was appropriation, appropriation, I forgot it <laughs> is
0: appropriation like another form of stereotype
3: i think okay we can go back because i remember seeing stuff about i'm talking about like kind of the asian culture seeing stuff about this like on social media like when people buy i don't know what the dresses are called but y'all know what I'm i'm talking about right like that silk look with the red and the Mm -hmm. gold trimmings Mm -hmm. look on it and I know like I think in the Asian culture that's like a ceremonial type dress or something like for something that's like really held up in their culture and then when Americans do it for like a costume or something that could be stereotyping like you're taking something that's very like monumental or something Mm -hmm. in some one culture and kind of using it not in that sense of like appreciation like you're having a Chinese new year something party like and wearing it but you're just using it as a costume I think that's like stereotype and like you can throw in the chopsticks in the hair like Erica says I think that's like so so some stuff could be stereotyping but I don't think like the fried chicken thing really because like fried chicken be most country singers sing about fried chicken. Like, you know, if you really think about it, like black people really ain't the ones that be rapping about fried chicken. So if we want to be real, but I think in like a costume to certain traditional wearings that could be stereotyping.
4: I think that's even how it is for like Native Americans. And I don't know if this could be controversial because I know a lot of people have gone in (laughs) trouble for dressing up as Native Americans and things like that. But just, personally, how I feel, how it is for black people. I think it's the same thing for the other cultures. Like, don't be that sensitive. Like if this person wants to wear this as a costume, okay. It's a free country. People are freely able to wear what they want to wear. As long as they're not like, I don't know, being rude or trying to like talk outside their accent or being disrespectful to it. Clearly, in my opinion, they think it's pretty. Or they they liked it. They wanted to put the paint on their face. They wanted to wear the chopsticks. They like the red silk. They just like it. So why are you being so offended and so sensitive towards it? Like just live your life and let them live theirs.
0: Do you guys want to add on to that Mom?
1: Well, I was kinda of pondering over <laughs> how you were saying this about stereotypical and prejudice and stuff like that. And the girls and with what they were saying about uh, changing some of the outfits or wearing the outfit as a costume. Again, generations. I am with with what they just said. Now let's take a costume. You know, because we've just recently had some issues about this. Someone putting on a I'm going to use like a KKK costume or mm-hmm. painting with the blackface paintings and stuff like that. And, you know, you spoke on, is that stereotypical? Hmm, pretty much so. Or is that maybe a, you know, you saying something, prejudice? Whether you meant it in that way, those two things right. that I just named, I'm sure there's more. Perception. Mm-hmm. Definitely gives the perception. And if I perceive it, it must be real.
3: Mm.
4: yeah so. I can see that especially with like blackface I just think there's a fine line with it like yeah. it's one well, thing to do a costume definitely. and it's another thing to do like to yes. paint yourself something or like Rachel what was her name Rachel Dolitzer yeah Is just yeah who just completely pretended to be black No, that's kind of ridiculous like yeah. <laughs> that's definitely appropriation.
1: Well, this, I don't know now, you know, with, you know, everything, well, no, I don't, we're not, that's, that's a different topic. I won't go there with this one. We'll (laughs) wait on this one. Yeah. But, uh, about, like I was just saying, I, I, I listened to what you all were saying about the costumes and I do understand what you're saying, but you know, his original question was something about stereotypical, or do you view this as prejudice of some sort? And that is why I wanted to liken that to both of your answers because both your answers were great with with that part of it but when you look at it in those in a different type of connotation and those two examples I used well that kind of brings it back into somewhat of what his question was is this something prejudiced or stereotypical and definitely um, the KKK white cone hat or whatever that is that they wear and uh, the painting in black face is definitely something that is possibly perceived to be very yeah. negative and well, you don't I'm even
0: have to go difficult. that deep because That's you know right. like y'all said it just happened like the washington commanders are the commanders right. now like before mm-hmm. it was like redskins and the world was cool with that right like it was it was redskins we could go to halloween parties dress up as a nice little native american group of people you know it was cool because it was like the indian the cowboy like everything You're was welcome. all fun and games but you know, outside of the Seminoles in Florida who literally had a contracted alliance with the Seminole tribe in Florida, other than them, every other mascot, every other thing that was deemed around that, you know, Native Americans had huge problems with and still do to this day. Like I think the Redskins might be the only ones that have conformed out of every professional team that they've tried to bring it up towards and college teams. So, you know, uh, again, it's, it's, Like she said, it's always about perception. And I think that's why, you know, appreciation and appropriation is such a hard topic, right? Because each one of y'all spoke on it about the black community. No, every community has appropriation, has their own feel to it, but the black community has so much more like historical traumas with their stuff. And that's not to exclude any other cultures trauma. I'm just speaking from what I know and what I've lived and, you know, what I've been told here in America. I don't know what other people's traumas are. But, you know, historically we feel that way. So anytime you think of the word appropriation, America thinks of the word appropriation, they automatically be like, oh, what are those black folks mad about again? Oh, they're always up to, black Twitter is always, you know what I'm saying? Like anytime something happens on the media, black Twitter takes off and it's like, oh. so, you know, where's where's that line where, you know, Eminem being a rapper and dressing, you know, he's invited to the cookout, but uh, eh, Jack Harlow, you're not quite there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, when do you start appreciating, like appropriating the different fine lines there and, you know, who can do it and who can't do it again? That's like a more in-depth conversation on the thing. But, you know, that's kind of something I just wanted to kind of get on and harp on with you all. So, Erica,
3: you guys did have, you any have other? Something to say? I know we cut you off a while ago.
2: <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like the way that I have viewed like uh, appropriation and like stereotypes together is when like people are like treading lightly. So let's say for example, somebody's like, "Um, dear Black community, is it okay if I can wear a bonnet because my hair?" Is like breaking (laughs) off and i need to wear one or something or is it okay if i do my edges like this or my baby hairs like this and i'm like the only way i can see that as being a stereotype is that like not all black people wear bonnets not all black people do their edges Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm like that's Mm -hmm. the only way i like i view appropriation going with stereotypes
0: that's a good one too but uh yeah, I mean, we're kind of wrapping up. We're kind of concluding. If you guys have any other last things to say on the topic, uh, I've really enjoyed having you guys' perspective. Again, I kind of wanted to switch the show up so people weren't just hearing me all the time. Y'all could hear, you know, some more people that are out there and influencers of the show as well. If you guys have anything else, let me know. Yes. Um, nope. Other than that, we're I just think, gonna. Wrap- yeah. That's good, awesome, so we're gonna start wrapping it up, and then I'm gonna let you guys off let you guys go um you know, thank you audience, for listening to us. Thank you, Taylor and Erica for being guests on our show. You know, hopefully we could get you back again one day, but I know you guys are avid listeners, so we appreciate your support there. Mom, thanks for making your debut. you know, maybe we can get you back often. you drop some bars there um and then other than that, you know, we always end our show the way we always do what you guys I, was I left you
4: too. Oh hey. too
0: bro you're a co-host like I come on come on Angela Yee this is the breakfast club don't get hurt mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. all right but uh as we end our show as always with the serenity prayer God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference and with that two fingers peace and love two fingers two up two down two fingers deuces we out thank you everybody how much longer what is linger stacking problems like jinga issues piss life with stingers and i'm out two fingers